Romans 12, 1, and it says, So here is what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God has done for you is the best thing you can do for him. Also, both of these are coming out of the message version. Um, and the second is Matthew 6, 9 through 13, and it says, The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you are dealing with, and he knows you better than what you need. What a God like, with a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply like this. Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best, as above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You're in charge. You can do anything you want. You're a blazing beauty. Yes, yes, yes. So we're wrapping up this series. It's based on the, the book, it, which is based on the Lord's Prayer, which uses as an outline for prayer um, the letters P-R-A-Y, the word. Um, it's a, an acronym. Um, the P was for pause, and, and the point was to, to, uh, to stop before you start, uh, to really get focused and centered. The R is rejoice. Rejoice, to remember the character of God, not just the good things we like from God, but remember and rejoice in the character of God. Last week was A, ask. Uh, all about asking a good, good father. And receiving. And this week we're talking about yielding. The why in prayer, in pray, is for yielding. We're talking about yielding prayer. Um, Terriana read Romans 12, 1, and that's, a, that's a, a verse that has a lot to say about yielding. It talks about yielding when, uh, here's what I want you to do. Um, uh, the traditional versions say, lay down your life as a living sacrifice. Present your, your life to God, your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Uh, and the message puts it in fresh language for it. Here's what I want you to do. Take your everyday, ordinary, sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around, and place it before God as an offering. That's what a living sacrifice looks like. It's your everyday, ordinary, all that you are, life that you bring and give to God. Now, if prayer is about yielding, and if being a living sacrifice is about yielding, just consider for a minute what it would be like for your prayer life to be a living sacrifice. What does it mean? How would it change your prayer life to view time spent in prayer as living sacrifice? Because that's truly what it is. And then there was this time when the disciples asked Jesus, so we, we, we know we should pray, but we're not really sure how to pray, so Lord, would you teach us to pray? And Jesus said something like, you know, I thought you'd never ask. And uh, so he went on, and, and he gave them this prayer that we call the Lord's Prayer, and, and, and you can literally pray it as a prayer and do, but you can also use it as an outline that, that reminds you of the different kinds of prayer to, uh, to pray. And it's, it's helpful to see it in the message as well, just because the language 
is, uh, is fresh. Um, I, I like especially the part, um, instead of the, the lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil that we're so used to hearing, the way the message says it is, keep us safe from ourselves and from the devil. Lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. More on that a little later. But as you look at the Lord's Prayer, um, you see that it's full of yielding. The Lord's Prayer is just so full of yielding prayer. Give us daily bread is yielding prayer. Forgive us is yielding prayer. Lead us, rescue us. Yours is the kingdom, power, glory, honor. Those are all yielding prayers that Jesus coached us to pray in this Lord's Prayer. So the very act of prayer is an act of yielding. It's bringing, um, it's bringing you, it's bringing yourself, it's bringing your whole life, your everyday ordinary walking around life and laying it before God as a, as a living sacrifice, yielded before Him. And you tell Him what's on your mind and you listen for what's on His heart. And it's that give and take. There's this quote in the book from Pete Gregg. He said, so what matters most is that we bring our hearts before the Father as simply and honestly and consistently as we can. Uh, And he's basing that on on Romans 8 where it talks about, I told you last week that the Holy Spirit is one of your prayer partners and Jesus is your other one. But in that passage in Romans 8 when it's talking about the Holy Spirit helping us pray, it goes on to say that the Holy Spirit searches the heart of God and the Holy Spirit searches the heart of you and the Holy Spirit connects the dots. That's how the Holy Spirit is your prayer partner. So if, if that's going on, and it is, then your job in prayer is to bring your yielded living sacrifice heart and lay it open before God. And then you can just really hush and let the Holy Spirit do the, the talking. But if you have something to say, that's okay too. Two characteristics of yielding. Uh, yielding, particularly as applied to prayer. Yielding is surrender, and yielding is a self-emptying. Um, the, the Lord's Prayer ends with, with a, a doxology. Yours is the kingdom and power and glory forever and ever. And those probably weren't words of Jesus, but they were words Jesus knew because that's a doxology that David, King David, prayed one time very famously. Jesus knew that, that, the, those words. Those were familiar words to him, and what a perfect way to end his prayer with the prayer of, with words from King David. See, when you pray, if, if, if those are gods, if kingdom power and glory, if those are all gods, then they are not mine. And if those are gods, then that means that God gets my allegiance. If God is king, he gets my allegiance. If, if, if God is lost my place, didn't I? If God is power, and He is, then God gets my trust. And if God is the glory, then He gets my honor. See how this works? God's is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And mine to give in prayer is allegiance and trust and honor. And you put kingdom, power, and glory together with allegiance, trust, and honor, and you've got a pretty good prayer time going already. Yielding is surrender. But yielding is also emptying. It's emptying myself. It's, it's admitting that I have needs that I cannot meet, so I'm coming to the one who can. Trusting the goodness of God and welcoming the Spirit of God to come into my emptiness to fill me. 
This emptying is a making room in me for the life of God to fill me. So, two key characteristics of yielding, that it's surrender and it's emptying. And when we pray, that's the posture that we pray from, from surrendered and emptied. So let's look at some, uh, some things from the Lord's Prayer, some phrases from the Lord's Prayer that are yielding prayers. In verse 11, um, yielding, it's yielding when you ask for daily bread. That's, that's yielding. Um, you're admitting a need. You're, you're saying, I've got a need and you can meet it. Um, but, but check this out. Knowing that you will need it again tomorrow... And then knowing that you'll need it again the next day um, and being committed to the dailiness of your dependence on the Lord's goodness, that's not just yielding once. That becomes a habit, a pattern of yielding. That becomes an unfolding life that is yielded before God, dependent on His goodness. Yielding. Asking for daily bread is is one way to yield. Another is in, in verse 12 where Jesus talks to us about praying about forgiveness. Um, it is yielding, this, this two-sided coin that is, that is asking forgiveness and giving forgiveness. It is yielding because it takes some surrender. It takes some self-emptying to confess your sin. It takes some, some self-emptying to forgive somebody else and to be, to be reconciled to them. It's yielding when you confess your sin and when you commit to forgive somebody else. Uh, remember that the forgiveness that's free to you, the forgiveness that is free to you costs Jesus the cross. And to receive it, we only have to ask for it and be willing to pass it along. But to ask for it, we first have to admit that we need it. How are you with that? Um, some folks are wired that it's a fairly easy thing to say, God, I blew it, I need to be forgiven. Some people, that's the hardest thing in the world to say, to say, I messed up. There's this ancient prayer practice called the examine that, um, that, that is helpful um, in, in practicing the yielding prayer of confessing of sin. And the examine goes like this. It's a, it's a pattern, a practice that you would typically do at the end of the day, looking back on the day, and there are four steps to it. Um, one is that you re- replay the day. You rewind and look back through the day. You rummage around through the day that just was. And, uh, and you replay what happened, the good, the bad. And you just look, where was God in it? Where was God in the good and in the bad of, of this day? And then with those things in mind, move on to rejoicing. Rejoicing about the good that you experienced. And that's the obvious good that you see, that, wow, that was a good thing but also the the good that God worked even out of what was bad. So you replay the day, you rejoice in God's goodness through it. Repent um, is the third step, that when you're reminded of wrong thoughts, actions, attitudes, words, pray like a tax collector. That should be be our new Wesley sweatshirt, pray like a tax collector. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Pray like a tax collector. Repent. And then reboot. Reboot. Move on. Get on with it. 
Um, Pete Gregg makes the comment that, that sanctification is incremental, that it's day by day. So you move on, however good or bad today was, you move on into tomorrow with fresh grace for a new day. So that's the yielding prayer of confession and forgiveness. And then there's the yielding prayer of, of being led, of receiving direction, of following our leader. Um, the, 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 the phrase that says, lead us not into temptation. Um, now let's talk about that for a minute. There are a couple of things there that are worth unpacking. Um, wow, I wish we could just ask Jesus. So could you just rephrase that and just say that maybe just a little different way? Like, if, you know, um, one of our trips on that is the difference between tempting and testing. Uh, the, the, the more accurate word there would be testing, not tempting, um, but they're kind of interchangeable. Um, don't get the idea that God is setting you up for a fall, that God is setting a trap that he knows you'll fall into, and then he can say, ha, gotcha. That is not the God of the gospel. Um, so that idea of tempting or testing is, is a little tricky. Um, then also just the concept of, of praying, like it almost sounds like the prayer is saying, um, please don't tempt me. Lead, the, the, the translation that says, lead us not into temptation, which is the way we say it in church on Sunday mornings. It's the way we most commonly know it. Lead us not into temptation. It sounds like a request to God, please don't, please don't tempt me. You, you know I'm weak today, please don't tempt me. Um, but I, I don't think that's what's going on there. I think what's going on there, the most likely meaning is that God, don't let me fail when I come up against a test or a trial or a temptation. God, give me what I need. Don't let me fail. I like to spin that line in the, in the terms of Psalm 23, that line in the 23rd Psalm that says, he, he guides us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So, hey, God, lead us not into temptation. And another way to say that is, guide us in paths of righteousness. It's a, it's a prayer of yielding to God's leadership so that I'll be faithful when I come up against a trial, a hard time, a tough spot. So uh, let me ask you just to, to kind of to, to make a, a, a take home for you here. What's your personal application of that yielding prayer? What is your uh, common temptation, testing, trial scenario about which it would do your soul good to pray Lead me to be faithful when I face blank. How do you feel in that blank? God, lead me to be faithful when I face blank. Fill in that blank and pray that prayer. What would you put in this blank? God, keep me safe from myself when I deal with blank. That's another way to pray. Lead us not into temptation. God, keep me safe from myself when I deal with blank. See, yielding is asking the Lord to lead us, to guide us, to provide for us what we need to be faithful in the face of trial, temptation, testing. Next up, yielding is trusting Jesus to win your battles over the evil one over evil in general, over Satan, over the devil. 
It's a prayer asking for Jesus to win your battles with evil. I love it when I'm talking about Jesus winning battles over evil and the room brightens. Isn't that, isn't that awesome how that happens? Um, yielding is trusting Jesus to win your battles. It's surrendering yourself into the strong care of the winner of the war between good and evil. Deliver us from evil is you trusting yourself into the hands and the care of the one who has won the war of good versus evil. You realize that? Did you, did you know you're praying that when you pray, deliver us from evil? It's surrendering yourself to be rescued by Jesus from evil. Lead us, not into temptation, yeah, and deliver us from evil. Win in me the war that you've already won out there. C.S. Lewis said this, There is no neutral ground in the universe. There is no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God and counterclaimed by Satan. And the name Satan literally means the adversary, the enemy. Jesus calls him the thief who comes to kill, kill steal, and destroy. Two real important things that you need to know. You have an enemy and your, your prayer life needs to face that fact. And you have a rescuer, and your prayer life needs to face that fact. Deliver us from evil. So much more uh, could be said about spiritual warfare, um, but here are a few things. Uh, Jesus already won, so in Christ, you are secure. Doesn't mean it'll be easy but it means you're secure. Jesus has already won, so in Christ, you are secure. Satan, evil, are defeated, but still active and organized. Reality in our world. And deliver us from evil is basic spiritual warfare, standing on the authority of Jesus. Jesus told us to pray those words. It's not just some... Yeah, I'm going to give it to him right here. These are the words of Jesus. Stand on my authority, pray this prayer, win battles. How about some N.T. Wright? To pray, deliver us from evil. Check this out. Is to inhale the victory of the cross. How do you like that? To pray, deliver us from evil, is to inhale the victory of the cross and thereby to hold the line for another moment, another hour, another day against the forces of destruction within ourselves and the world. To inhale the victory of the cross. So to put some wrap on it, yielding is admitting my emptiness and surrendering my inability in crucial spiritual matters. Admitting my emptiness, surrendering my inability in crucial spiritual matters of forgiveness, 
guidance, temptation, and evil, and welcoming God's kingdom, power, and glory into my surrendered emptiness. The kingdom, power, and glory of God in your surrendered emptiness? Wow. One last word on prayer, and literally a last word, uh, is amen. Um, amen is not just the magic word we say at the end of prayers. It's, uh, it's a Hebrew word. Uh, originally, that just means this is true, truth, faithful, yes. Amen means, means all that. It means I agree with this. To pray amen at the end of, of your prayer means that you're saying yes to the heart of God from the heart of your prayer. To say amen at the end of your prayer means you're, you are saying yes to the heart of God from the heart of your prayer. Pete Gregg says it this way, every single time we say amen, we pull the kingdom of God a little closer. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. One last quote. Um, Let's hear from Pete Gregg one last time. And so in all these ways, it's by surrendering to God that we overcome by emptying ourselves that we are filled, and by yielding our lives in prayer that our lives themselves become a prayer, the Lord's Prayer, in the end. I want to just read through that one more time, that last statement. And as I read it, would you listen for what's really loaded there for you? And... What if there's something that you feel is yours to yield tonight? Um, if there's some prayer that, that, that needs to come out of you. Um, hear these words again and let these lines and phrases prompt yielding prayer to stir in you. And so in all these ways, it's by surrendering to God that we overcome it's by emptying ourselves that we are filled. And it's by yielding our lives in prayer that our lives themselves become a prayer, the Lord's Prayer, in the end. So